Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. No. 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 Hell no. 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 I refuse. No. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! Good afternoon, guys. This is Justin for the 330 Sports Show. Today's Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. We're going to do a little weekend wrap-up, uh, sports check-in, uh, and some different sports news uh, locally and nationally. So um, we're going we're gonna to start uh, with a bunch of stuff. Um, I was going to plan on doing a Guardians check-in. They're just struggling so bad to swing the bat right now. So I'm going to hold off on that. Uh, but I have some crazy numbers for, for you that we'll get to next week. Um, but this show will mostly focus on, I went to this awesome event uh, this weekend, and um, it was uh, the Dick Vitale Gala, and it raised $12.4 million for pediatric cancer research. Only 4% of federal funds go to pediatric cancer research, uh, but this event, Dick Vitale Gala down in Sarasota, Florida, raises so much, not just money, but awareness for pediatric cancer. Uh, you know, locally, I know we've had children, uh, Nora especially, uh, you know, that just passed away from cancer. Um, we've had um, the Edenfields on our show, their daughter passed away from cancer. This is just not something any parent should have to go through, any child should have to go through, um, and, you know, it, this this event just brings so much awareness, and it is such a fun time, but more importantly, it is such an amazing cause, so congratulations to Dick Vitale, the V Foundation, and everything they've done. So just focusing on one of the individuals there who's a better human than he was athlete, but let's just focus on one of his accomplishments. So this is just amazing to me. He is David Robinson. On February 17th, 1994, he was known as the Admiral, went to Navy. 34 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and 10 blocks against the Detroit Pistons. He is the last player in NBA history to record a quadruple double in the NBA. Just unbelievable. Only four players in history have done that. He also um, was a 10-time All-Star, two-time World Champ, uh, Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and MVP, as well as scoring champion in the league. So just, again, a wonderful human with amazing accomplishments. Also this weekend was the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby. I had um, a small wager on two fills. And uh, man, if you can see in this picture, the three horse, he was about uh, three quarters of a length uh, behind the finish line. So the winner was Mage, uh, who came in first, uh, I believe 15 to one. So nice odds there if you got him. Uh, two fills, 
Uh, so it goes win, place is second place, uh, two fills, and then show would be Angel of Empire uh, to round up the top three. So congratulations to all those horses, their jockeys, the owners, and uh, awesome event. One of my um, definite bucket list sporting events I'd like to get to someday. A little bit of sad news to pass along, um, though. Cavs owner, um, son, Nick Gilbert, uh, passed away at a very young age. Uh, I believe he was just in his mid-20s. Um, suffered a rare genetic um, d disease that, uh, you know, just unfortunately cut his life short. Um, but, you know, prayers to the... Uh, uh, Gilbert family and uh, all he represents. The Cavs honored this him this season. Uh, you saw a lot of the coaches and and um, announcers and whatnot wearing um, the bow tie, which was uh, Nick's calling card. He he often represented the Cavs at the uh, NBA draft lottery. You know they won it when he, they uh, believe Anthony Bennett, but also the uh, Kyrie Irving year. So. Uh, he had a, my favorite saying though, that he said was what's not to like, and that was just so cool. So, uh, but you know, um, our thoughts are with the, uh, Gilbert family, uh, rest in peace to Nick, um, a life cut too short. Also sad news to pass along. Um, last week, Bob Kennedy, uh, who most people would never know his name, but uh, you would know his voice. He was the voice of Ohio State Athletics. Uh, you know, if you've ever been to a game at Ohio State and every game there's 100 and, you know, five to 110,000 people in there. Uh, so millions of people could identify Bob Kennedy's voice. Uh, and like I said, you might not have known who he was to see his face or his name, but you knew that voice. So uh, rest in peace to um the voice of the Buckeyes, the voice of the horseshoe, Bob Kennedy. Congratulations goes out uh, to Justin Fields in that same horseshoe. Uh, him and uh, thousands of other uh, Buckeyes got that diploma. I'm lucky enough to be an Ohio State grad, and uh, it is, you know, one of the great uh, days of your life, getting that diploma and uh, just, you know, proudly representing Scarlet and Gray and knowing you're a Buckeye for life. Speaking of those Buckeyes, in the NFL draft, uh, which wrapped up about a week ago, um, the Ohio State Buckeyes become the first team, uh, college team, to get to 90 first round picks, which is incredible. And if you remember just briefly, a couple years ago, the 2020 offensive roster for Ohio State, this is the team that went to the national championship game, eventually lost to Alabama in the title game. Uh, Justin Fields, we just said he was a first-round pick. C.J. Stroud, also on that roster, backup quarterback, first-round pick. Trey Sermon, running back, third-round pick. Garrett Wilson. Jamison Williams, I know he ended up going to Alabama, but he was still on the roster that season. First round pick, as well as Garrett Wilson. Chris Olave, first round pick. Jackson Smith and Jigba, first wide receiver and first round pick uh, this season. Luke Farrell, the tight end, one of the two tight ends that year, fifth round pick. Jeremy Ruckert, third round pick. Josh Myers, center, second round pick. Thayer Mumford, first round pick. Dewan Jones, 
fourth round pick, Nicholas Petit Ferrer, third round pick, Paris Johnson, first tackle off the board this year, first round pick, Wyatt Davis, third round pick. Unbelievable. Eight first round picks off that roster and only one player drafted in the fifth, fifth round or later. And there's going to be more that come off of that roster. So the Buckeyes this season uh, that went in this year's 2023 draft, C.J. Stroud, round one, pick number two to the Houston Texans. Paris Johnson Jr., round one, pick six, the first offensive tackle taken by the Arizona Cardinals. Jackson Smith and Jigbo, round one, pick 20, first receiver taken in the draft by the Seattle Seahawks. Zach Harrison, round three, pick 75, goes to the Atlanta Falcons. Dewan Jones and Luke Whipler are both Cleveland Browns now. Uh, Dewan Jones had a first or second round grade on him and slipped all the way to pick 111, which is an absolute bargain. Could be the eventual uh, replacement at right or left tackle for the Cleveland Browns, but uh, a steal there for the largest player in this year's draft. And also Luke Whipler, the Buckeyes center, hoping to join a long line of Guys like Josh Meyer, Corey Lindsley, uh, players like that that have had a nice, nice run in the NFL. Uh, but he falls all the way to the sixth round, pick 190. Um, and from what I've heard, it's because he has shorter arms. So we'll see uh, about that. But hopefully Luke Whipler uh, can get the job done. He left school early, thinking he might be as early as a second round pick. But the Browns. And drafting Ohio State guys is awesome, but also Ohio State linemen who now get to work with Bill Callahan, who you can argue is the best uh, offensive line coach in the NFL or even in the sport. All right, checking in now with the NBA playoffs. Uh, we are in the conference semifinals, and we have um, two series. Uh, that are tied up at two, and we got two series where the team leads three to one. So the Miami Heat, the number eight seed, are on the verge of knocking out not only the number one Bucks, but now the New York Knicks, who knocked off the Cleveland Cavaliers, to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, just one win away. The uh, 76ers and Boston Celtics are tied at two games apiece. Boston actually hit a shot right after the buzzer, uh, they could easily be up 3-1 in this series, but the series is tied 2-2, going back to Boston for a pivotal Game 5. Uh, Nikola Jokic uh, got into it a little bit with the Suns owner. Uh, didn't know it was, but the Suns owner flopped a little bit uh, in Phoenix the other night. But that series goes back uh, to Denver, tied 2-2. Um, Denver, you know, this has been all... Um, both teams have won all four home games, so we'll see what happens there. And then in the other one with the, uh, you know, the LeBron, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, all these big name stars, uh, you had a, a relatively unknown for the Lakers get go for 15 um, off the bench uh, in the fourth quarter uh, last night to put the Lakers up three games to one in this series with a big time game five coming up. Uh, and, and the Warriors on the rope. So this could be the end of the Warriors' uh, long legacy. But, uh, you know, when they have Steph Curry, you know, you, you never count a team out. Um, but also, <laughs> you're going against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. 
who uh, look like a formidable opponent right now with the Los Angeles Lakers. So we will see what happens and have more for you. Uh, so keep it uh, locked on our social media. All right, going back a little bit to football here, uh, the Cleveland Browns who, you know, really don't have a logo. This would be, I guess, your secondary logo. Um, we had the Brownie the Elf, but, you know, they've had that dog logo kind of since the, at least the mantra of the dogs since our dog pound, since uh, the 80s with Hanford Dixon, Frank Minifield, uh, those late 80s, early 90s teams um, with the dog. Uh, so these are the five submitted logos. Um, I kind of like all of them. Uh, if I had to pick one, I'd probably lean towards uh, A or C, um, but they're, they're all pretty cool. I, I really don't have an issue with any of them, but uh, let me know in the comments which one you would like uh, the Browns to pick for that you know secondary logo. I think that C one is kind of sneaky because there's the CLE on the neck. There's the football in the mouth, just kind of neat. But uh, if you look at the bottom right, there's a lot of hidden images in in that one as well. But uh, you know, depending on what you guys like and, and how many votes come in, you can vote on that on, uh, I believe, uh, Browns.com. Speaking of that, schedule release will be Thursday, May 11th at 8 o'clock. So we'll see who the Browns will be playing, when and where. Uh, so it should be interesting. We'll, we'll see how the NFL feels about the Browns uh, coming in off a 7-10 and 10 campaign uh, to, you know, how many primetime games and whatnot. So the Browns, Steelers, uh, and the rest of the NFL will be released on Thursday night. Speaking of the Browns one more time, let's go through that 2023 draft class. Uh, so Cedric Tillman, Siaki, Siaki Ika, Dewan Jones, Isaiah McGuire, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Cam Mitchell, and Luke Whipler are the Browns draft class this year. The Pittsburgh Steelers uh, really I mean, you could argue they had two first-round picks with 32 uh, normally in the first round. But uh, Broderick Jones, the big offensive tackle out of Georgia. Joey Porter, corner out of Penn State. Keanu Benton, uh, he had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people either loved him or didn't like him uh, out of Wisconsin, the defensive tackle. Darnell Washington, an absolute stud uh, tight end out of Georgia, but um, some injury concerns there. Nick Herberg, um, Herbig, excuse me, uh, linebacker from Wisconsin. Corey Trice Jr., corner out of Purdue. And Spencer Anderson, a guard out of Maryland, rounded out the Steelers draft. So, um, you know, I think the Steelers did a nice job here in their draft. Uh, but, you know, again, it's, it's weird to... Uh, analyze a draft. You you can say and and project a lot of things, but we don't really know for a couple years down the road how how this is going to all turn out. So let's go through the Browns draft class player by player real quick. Cedric Tillman uh, was Tennessee's best receiver in 2021. Came back to school, could have been uh, a late first, early second round pick based on projections, uh, but comes back. Uh, sustains a little bit of a foot injury, so the Browns get a bargain on him for a big, shifty wide receiver uh, in the third round. 
So uh, this guy put up some big numbers against Bama, some big numbers against Georgia in the past, and should be a nice red zone target for uh, Deshaun Watson and the Browns. Next up, one of their huge, huge needs, literally and figuratively, Siaki Ika, a defensive tackle. As you can see, a big dude probably will play around like 330, uh, but should be that um, kind of a run stuffer, um, you know, plug up the holes and let the uh, linebackers come in and fill it up. But he can also, uh, you know, maybe get to the quarterback a little bit too, depending on, um, on, you know, the new defensive uh, system. Dewan Jones, offensive tackle, Ohio State. We've already talked about him. Just a mammoth human being, but uh, I guess did not do the draft process super well. Um, some teams did not like that he, he had a dream of playing in the NBA instead of uh, the NFL. Um, but, you know, a, just a big mammoth human being. Gave up zero sacks at Ohio State last year or so. That is just, uh, you know, you're playing against some great competition there. And uh, just, again, should be a nice fit for the Browns and does not have to play right away, uh, but can push possibly Jed Wills or Jack Conklin uh, for playing time or develop under him or develop under them and Bill Callahan to eventually be the heir apparent to one of those two players. Isaiah McGuire, Edge. Uh, we talked about Broderick Jones from the Steelers, the the, ta uh, the offensive tackle. Isaiah McGuire gave him the most trouble of any player this season um, getting to the quarterback. So uh, Isaiah McGuire should be a nice fit, could possibly push for the number two edge spot, but I like him as a rotational edge guy that could develop into a future starter for the Cleveland Browns. Dorian Thompson Robinson, a lot of people might say, yeah, why the Browns take a quarterback? You got Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, you bring back Josh Dobbs, but this is a developmental quarterback that did a lot of really good things at UCLA, uh, an exciting athlete that's, you know, kind of in the mold of Deshaun Watson, maybe more of a runner, but, uh, you know, that's kind of nice to have someone in the same ilk behind your starting quarterback. So Dorian Thompson Robinson, um, also a teammate of Cedric Tillman in high school. So that's kind of a little nice tidbit there, but uh, we'll see how he comes along and probably your eventual backup quarterback to Deshaun Watson. Cameron Mitchell, defensive back, speaking of teammates, was a teammate of Greg, um, Greg Newsom Jr. So we'll be in that uh, backfield, defensive backfield, with him, uh, could be a slot, nice slot corner, could possibly uh, be a rotational safety, uh, but a guy that's not afraid to get in there and tackle and also a decent cover. Uh, so so uh, hopefully a nice value uh, pick for the Cleveland Browns at defensive back. And their last pick of the draft was Luke Whipler, the center out of Ohio State, who a lot of people did not want him to leave college because uh, they thought he could bump up his stock next year and become a second round pick. But uh, a young guy, which we know the Browns like to take a lot of young developmental draft picks, Luke Whipler should be a nice developmental guy that doesn't have to play right away, but can also learn both the center and guard positions. Uh, the only knock on him was maybe he had some smaller arms. And uh, if you look through the centers, basically they were drafted by arm length, which is a really interesting thing. But um, 
by all accounts, a really smart guy, a good teammate, and uh, did a lot of good things with the Buckeyes, snapping the ball to C.J. Stroud. But now, uh, you know, possibly being uh, in the mix for that backup center role. And as we all know, you're one play away from potentially being a starter. So look at the Browns draft picks over the last four years. I'm not going to get into these, but uh, I'll just put this graphic out there. And again, I think we can probably start looking at these. And I, again, I hate the word grading for draft picks, but I think you can probably look at that 2020 draft and say, you know what, the the jury's still out on Jed Wells. I think Grant Delpit was a nice pick. Jordan Elliott and Jacob Phillips, uh, jury's still out. I think Harrison Bryant, where he was picked, was a nice pick. Nick Harris was supposed to be the center last year, unfortunately um, suffered an injury. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, last pick in the sixth round, I think that's a really good value pick. So um, I think overall that's a decent draft, but uh, if, if a couple of those guys, especially Jed Wills, pans out, that would be considered a pretty good draft. Uh, and finally, last piece of news uh, before we go here. Uh, Dodgeball 2 is officially happening. Vince Vaughn is returning. And, uh, you know, that's some exciting news for uh, comedy lovers and movie lovers. So uh, thought we'd end it on a fun note. Appreciate you guys watching. Remember, each Tuesday and Thursday, 330 Sports Show airs on Youngstown Studio. Have a great one, everybody. We will see you Thursday. Thanks for watching.